podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. I'm Trev Downey. It's episode 200. And on this bicentennial edition for the next hour or so, in the company of my two regular muckers, Cam Branch and Carl Kopak, we will endeavour to bring you some news, maybe not some opinion, absolutely, and even perhaps a little bit of culture, undoubtedly. Now, in order to begin in that highbrow cultural vein, I have for a second week an extract from that era-defining classic of modern football. Steve Bruce's sweeper. I just invented that literary category there, uh, um, Carl, as a scribbler. What do you reckon? Football noir? Do you think we could possibly get that going? Yeah, football noir, yeah. The standard combination of penalties and murder. Yes, I'm loving that. I'm loving that. I think I think there's a, there's a there's a, a bit and of leeway. Flags. and flags yeah. and flags and flags and uh, and groundskeepers as we are about to find out. <laughs> now you will recall last week that murder has returned to plague the hallowed halls of the grand old football club that is Lettersford or Lettersfield Town, depending on the page you're reading. <laughs> Which is managed, of course, by Jaguar-loving former international superstar Steve Barnes, a man who has also proved himself to be a more than capable amateur sleuth. Club groundskeeper Sam, old Sam Milton, Milton, whose skill with the brush, <laughs> whose, whose skill with the brush is the origin of the masterpiece's witty title. You may not have noticed that, lads, but the sweeper in question—it's actually—it's oh, got two meanings. It's glorious. It's glorious. Wow. What, this is what Barnsley offers up to us. Sorry, Bruce, he offers up to us. Anyway, he is introduced in a lovely little exchange with Steve, which sort of has a little bit of warmth, but also highlights Steve's mental acuity that we should never take for granted. It's very simple. I'll read it for you here. Um, it begins with um, uh, old Sam saying, I started here when I was 15, straight from school, and now I'm 65. You don't need a calculator to work that out. I did a quick sum, Steve says. No. 50 years. You've had a good spell, Sam. <laughs> so, he, he did a quick sum. He's sharp. You've got to give him that. Listen, He's on the ball. He's on the ball. The Carol Balderman of football. He is a lad who knows he knows his onions when it comes to mental arithmetic. It's impressive. I think you'll agree. Now we are going to get to a little extract just for today, which uh, it's it's a bit it's a bit of a gem. I'll set it up for you here. So basically, what happens is no sooner have we basically warmed to Sam after that glorious exchange between the two lads there, then he's a goner basically. Um, we see him, and he he initially it's presumed he's taken a turn of some sort, but on further inspection. At the autopsy, which for some reason um, Steve is present at, along with Christine, uh, the autopsy... Because, because they've, they've, let, they've let him in. They've let him into an autopsy. Listen, you don't know what that man's <laughs> going to be offered to the able officer situation. And as it turns out, uh, old Sam was given an overdose of insulin. Now, not what? only that, lads. What? Yeah, not only that, but he has an odd military-style tattoo on his forearm, which is a bit of a hint. And our mate Steve... 
has an amount of rare humility in this scene that I'm about to read out to you. And as he's being humbled, the pathologist actually takes his place as a bit of a big head, and he reveals a happy knack for both racial profiling and indeed picking a winner, because it turns out later on that Sam was a Yugoslavian war criminal. So the profile's accurate. Now, I'm going to read this little extract to you. So you get a little idea for how this rolls. So it begins with uh, Steve. It isn't only foreigners who dye their hair, I said. And Christine pipes up with, so where did he come from? This much was for sure, says Steve. I'd never make a good detective. Not even one day. Oddly uh, uh, humble there from Steve, I think you'll agree. Anyway, our friend the coroner pipes up. Dukenfield is his name. Central or southeastern Europe, Dukenfield said. Those are Slav cheekbones. <coughs> Christine, <laughs> you could be a detective yourself, Christine says. In a way, pathologists are detectives, Dukenfield said, closing the drawer very gently. We find our evidence in dead bodies. They tell us a great deal. I admit Yay. that I was impressed, says Steve. Absolutely glorious exchange. It's like the the emotion drops off the page, doesn't it? Listen, with every sentence, you're just getting more and more character development. It's absolutely (laughs) glorious. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm hooked in. In many ways, this is actually even more of a belter than the previous one. Um, We go on, lads. You're not going to believe what happens. We've got incredible amounts of casual sexism, some glorious racism. (laughs) We've got uh, we've got uh, kidnapping. We've got uh, another lethal injection. It's just it's it's fantastic. You're gonna love it. Uh, and, we'll, and, and Bruce's views on the Yugoslavian civil war of 1992. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Certainly, there's a passage on Halifax. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> it's all so linked. I, it's all linked. It's all linked together. And I, I, we we should begin our show before I introduce you boys and your quotes by saying that. Uh, Last week, I don't know if listeners were aware, I meant to put it out on Twitter, but as I've said several times, I'm having a little bit of a merit moment in terms of free time, and I tend to be free like between 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock on a Wednesday in the morning uh, these days, so that's basically my only slot when I'm on Twitter and stuff like that. But I didn't want to point out that we, there was a little deliberate error uh, in the outro last week. You may not have noticed it yourself, gents. I'm not sure, did you? No, only um, only immediately. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and so for the benefit of the listeners, I got absolutely roasted for uh, the rarest of outro errors um, by the two lads immediately. They didn't even get, like, there wasn't even a pause for breath. Uh, Copac was straight in with, what? (laughs) (laughs) And we thought, we had a little bit of over and back, and I eventually said, no, no, let's leave that in. We turned to, to producer Guy and said, Guy, look, that could actually be one of the funniest things in the show, leave it in. And Guy, of course, had hit the cancel button the minute that my outro finished, like the professional he is, to be fair to him. Yeah. And we missed we missed that uh, evidence um, uh, of my humility, and all we got left with was the evidence of my idiocy. So that's quite annoying. Um, anyway, we're, we're, we're happy with that. I know, yeah, it worked out well for you boys. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Kopak, uh, any opening quotations or ideas for us before we get going into some questions today? If I could apologise and go back and change history, I would do. But the goal is still a goal. Argentina became world champions, and I was the best player in the world. That's my mate from my article last week, isn't it? Yeah. 
Ah, what a lad. I, 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 I love the fake humility in that as well. I would go back and change it, would I? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely no danger. I don't know. There's been an awful lot of sort of uh, pious uh, nonsense going on in the wake of uh, our mates, uh, uh, shall we say, uh, boisterous display yesterday and subsequent uh, rushing the hospital and all the rest of it. Yeah, I don't. I can't really get into that too much. I don't really like. That no, I don't, I don't want to. But um, uh, it's, it's just it's got it's what have you said? What a player that man was. So you know, it's, it's his life and. That's what he wants in his life, then fair enough, but he did literally rule the world. He absolutely did for that period of time and yeah. maybe a little bit longer. Uh, Cam, what about yourself? Uh, I believe you've got something appropriate for the occasion of our bicentennial episode. I do. Um, if this person was still around, he would have been 200 years old this year. Ah, so okay. I, thought, I thought that worked quite nicely. Okay. So surround yourself with people who make you happy, people who make you laugh who help you when you are in need, people who genuinely care. They are the ones worth keeping in your life. Everyone else is just passing through. Absolutely, absolutely glorious. Absolutely glorious. Um, of Steve course, it is, it, yeah, <laughs> Steve Barnes was, was, was come to mind because of the, of the highbrow nature of it. Yeah. Uh, just for the record, our um, resident scholar Guy Drinkle has suggested that it might be Donatello, the Ninja Turtle. It, Probably close. not. <laughs> um, would you would you share with our listeners who that's from? Yeah, that was a uh, Karl Marx. Karl Marx. Karl Marx. What had you looking up Karl Marx quotes of a of a Wednesday? I don't know. I do a lot of strange <laughs> things on a Wednesday. That's why we'd be generally potting on a Thursday. So, yeah. um, <laughs> you got me on a good day, I think. <laughs> I'm named after him. Yeah, I'm, yeah, uh, I am. Yeah. Seriously, Carl. Is, 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 is that the the insistence on the K there, which I've often yeah. seen as a source of uh, irritation to you when people hit you with the C? Yeah, I'm not not, not that anglicised nonsense. I don't do yeah. that at all now. I'm a straight K man. Straight K man. Oh, that yeah. is interesting. We might get yeah. into that in a bit of detail. Now, listen, we decided to do something a little bit different. Um, we had, uh, and I had intended to have uh, sort of a blanket um, carpet bombing of Twitter and asking listeners for questions. And it was a, it was a very, very short little spell that we got to do. So we got a few in via Twitter, but um, on uh, earlier on today, in a, in a w- little window that, of opportunity that I had, I spoke to Gags and I asked Gags to get into the AI WhatsApp group that I believe you're all in and that I I want to join and ask contributors to the channel if they would suggest some questions. So we have an absolute bundle load of them now. So I thought we can maybe get stuck into some of these questions. And then if we get to some topics later on that are sort of, uh, you know, topical or whatever, we might have a look, for example, at Nabi Keita and have a bit of a chat about him. But let's let the chips drop where they will and get stuck into these questions. Does that sound like a suitable uh, way of approaching things to you, lads? Let's go jazz. Let's go jazz fully. OK, we're going to start off with the queen of jazz, Nina, who has what she Nina says. Simone. A, she says it's a curveball for our 200 show. She says with uh, VAR getting a lot of flack, which one incident would you like to see recreated from a previous World Cup to take our to take the heat off our good friend VAR? Like so she, she suggests maybe uh, 
the the hand of God incident um, from our mate that we mentioned a few minutes ago or something like that. So which one incident would you like to have a look at again uh, or to give the benefit of VAR to from a previous World Cup, Nina says? So she'd probably pick the most obvious one there. Any other suggestions you can think of? I've got one. Yeah, there's one coming into my mind as well, which uh, which is from, I think, 2010. But anyway, yeah, uh, go for the one you've got that's coming into your head, uh, Cam. I think VAR should check the Zinedine Zidane headbutt. I don't think he actually had butted him. I think he missed. Oh, honestly. No, but it would be hilarious <laughs> if they did. I've got something very similar to that. <laughs> I'm like, Cam, you do know there was quite a lot of contact in the chest area. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the reason I said that is because I genuinely can't think of any other really controversial thing from the World Cup, apart from, say, the England goal in 66. What that was more of a Lampard's goal in tw- was in 2010. Lampard's that, goal that, that was that's not the that's not VAR though, is it? That's why not cross the line. Yeah, that's goal line technology. That's goal line technology. Oh, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah, okay, right. What have you got, Carl? Uh, I'm going to go back to '82, um, yeah. and I don't know if you remember. It's France against Germany, West Germany, as it was, oh, and the goalkeeper oh, Harold yeah. Schumacher. Yes, against, yes, against was that and I, I think he, I think he just touches him. I think this, I think the contact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, my one would be. Um, well, by the way, not even a foul was given for that. Not even a foul. No, not he even. Lost, lost his teeth, that man. For I think m- mine is again. I think from the World Cup 1990. This would be my guess. I Italia. Think it, it, it was. Uh, it was um, Germany and Holland, and it was oh, yeah, the spit. Frank Reichardt gobbing on on um on Rudy Vuller's hair, yeah, yeah. Gl- gloriously curly barnet, and I think yeah. that would be an absolute winner for VAR to go back and pull apart and slow motion technique and all the rest of it. And watching a ref studying that intently would be glorious, I think. Um, we have one from Harinder, um, and you won't be surprised, uh, Cam, that you are the focus of this question, and <laughs> it says. It says, if Trev and Carl, so we've got to answer this one, uh, Carl, me and you, could give Cam a makeover, <laughs> where would you start? <laughs> what would you do? Go full Gokwan style, he says. So, wait, wait, you can, bear in mind, listeners, Trev and Carl have never met me. No. We are virtual friends here. Yes. In a, in a virtual world of Skype. Yes, but but by the same token, you are such a vain sort that we've seen <laughs> lot, we've seen lots of photos of you. Uh, FC so, Zara. Yeah, FC Zara. I feel like I feel I do feel like I I I I um I do have a very good idea of your of your uh, general uh, appearance on a day to day basis, my friend. <laughs> so uh, I think I've got this covered. Uh, Carl, have you would you would you like to suggest any one particular area you'd like to uh, uh, try making over? Um, Mr. Brains' well, style. Well, the thing about this is, um, I'm going to suggest something, but he may have done, he may be literally be dressed like that now for all we know. Although, as we know, Cam dresses with a silky kimono for all podcasts. That's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 By his own admission. But uh, I'd like to see him do the um, the Chris Eubank country gent look. Plus oh, pose, monocle. Yeah. Um, possibly a top hat. Mmm. Mmm. He's absolutely. He's absolutely pulling that off, isn't he? 
he's leaping he's, he's leaping through catalogs as we speak yeah i'm googling i'm googling you you do you do know the the specific look that Carl's describing there, right? You've seen perfectly, it perfectly, perfectly. Yeah, because yeah, yeah that, I do like that. I do like that. Yeah, I I I I think that's a that's a real uh, that's a real goal. I I had I had something a little bit different in mind. I I was I was thinking of something a bit you know you, we, I, I'm right in saying that aren't I, Cam? That you know you've you've you you're you're about to have or have had a reasonably um sort of substantial birthday of late. Is that right? Uh, not it's of late. The, it's in the post. It's it's in it's in the pipeline eventually. This it's year, in yeah. the pipeline. The next one, yeah. right? So I was yeah. saying, like for your for your second uh, midlife crisis, I was thinking we could go for a proper, we could go for a proper sort of uh, uh oh dad's 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 gone mad look, right? So oh, I'm thinking here, what we could do is superimpose what you can see me wearing there in Skype. Onto YouTube. Oh, nice! Yeah, you I see, see what, that. See what I'm saying? So we're going mm. with we're going with a fancy scarf. We're going with uh, a tight fitting leather jacket. We're going with a shaven head. We're going. <laughs> I've got I've got the jacket. We're going with some uh, with some uh, sculpted facial uh, uh, furniture, and I think you're going to rock that. Of obviously tight pent, but the pent are actually I'm afraid going to have to be denim. So there you go. What do you think? I've got the denim, I've got the jacket, I've got the scarf, I've right, got the beard. Right, let's do this. Let's do but, this. But I, I'll be honest with you. I, you, you, I, you. I can't pull off the head style. <laughs> I can't pull off that. Well, have you got a, you got a wonky skull? <laughs> I, 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 to be honest, I don't know. I've never gone that low. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, I quite like the barnet I've got. So, um, mm-hmm. um, okay, well, look, look, we'll look, see, look. we'll see, we'll see. It, you never I, know. I think we've got, I think we've got two absolutely solid looks there for people to, to get their heads around, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, they, they work. I think, I think a is going to be happy enough with that. Uh, we've got next one's up from Kev Hegarty, right? So back into a bit of football here. Uh, Carl, Kev says, if you could put one player from 90s Liverpool into this current team under Klopp, who would it be? Um, now he does put in a caveat. They can only be as good as they were in the 90s, you know? So, um, it has to be a 90s era footballer who was, you know, whatever he was and you, superimpose him and, and transplant him into a club team, who would it be? I struggle with this initially because Liverpool only won two trophies in the 1990s, the League Cup and an FA Cup. Um, and I don't, definitely have no one from that 92 FA Cup winning side. I would basically go Robbie Fowler just because Robbie Fowler's first six months at Liverpool was better than most Salah's. That's what it felt like. Yeah. I was young, basically because I was younger and he could do literally anything he wanted to do. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never seen such a freakish player like that before in my life. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant shout. Actually, I think that's a brilliant shout. Uh, and and yeah, Robbie was what ninety five six, wasn't it? Um, yeah, that's 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 absolutely yeah. that's that's a perfect shout. Uh, Carl, anyone coming to mind for you that would work well? Now again, it has to be someone who who would work well in this current club team. Oh, I was hoping to think of a decent centre back. It's not easy, um, Neil Ruddock. Uh, close, <laughs> close. He, well, he's got left peg on him, and, but Virgil's got the left side sewn up, I think, just about. So couldn't have Neil Ruddock. 
Mark Wright might have been a shout, but he wasn't really top draw, so. Uh, I like, I like Drinkle's shout because he was one of my favourite players was Paddy Berger. Yeah. Um, um, or Stevie McManaman. I think oh. he could have fitted. Yeah, McManaman, you could see him doing well in this team, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I know, I know Carl, but, you know. Some views. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a game of opinion, brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling myself. Uh, I think I would say prime era for this lad uh, would be 1990s. So I'm going to say my uh, our right back, um, Rob Jones. Rob Jones was quality, best right back ever. <laughs> I yeah, you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say Kavama. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Did he I, play I, right back? No, he's centre back. He's centre back, but I think he moved over every now and then. Yeah, well, we could have said Torben Picnic. We could have, but we didn't. No one said Michael Owen. Michael, when, 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 why Michael. would you degrade the pod by saying him? Because, I suppose as a player he was fine. Because he was fun. Because in 1998 he was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Owen's obviously a brilliant shout. Michael Owen would work wonderfully well in the club team. Um, but it just, it's interesting. Uh, I think an awful lot of people feel like about, about Owen, like you feel about, uh, McManaman, um, for whatever reason. McManaman was brilliant. It's one of those things he annoys me as a man. And, yeah. um, and he was great for Liverpool, but God, he was, he was on an awful lot. But when he was on, he was absolutely amazing. Yeah. What about the keeper? We didn't have a keeper in the 1990s. We didn't have David James, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. What about David James? Brad Friedel. Uh, Brad Friedel was wasted at Liverpool, wasn't he? He wasn't really given a fair shout. Yeah, well, he only, yeah, he went on to be very brilliant elsewhere. But then again, he could have been just one of those guys who's brilliant and, you know, he's got lots of saves to make. Like, Mignolet yeah. looks good in shit teams. Who knows? I don't know. Mike, I don't Michael Stensgaard? No. Ray Evans yeah. is their signing. Bloody hell, that's a shout. <laughs> Yeah, that's a shout! Holy shit! No, I I think we've pretty much nailed it there. I think they're the ones. There's there's no there's no there's no other really obvious candidates, is there? We're probably going to get abuse about this now. Early, well, you can say early Barnes, possibly, but even by Barnes. Barnes was signed in '87, though, wasn't he? Yeah, so, no, but he was. He still he basically did win the league in 1990 pretty much on his own. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think culture destroys a bit there, but yeah, just yeah, you're close, but. Nice cigar. Yeah. None of those 80s boys were still really doing it at, in the 90s, and it was too early for, I think, some of the exciting boys from the, the next millennium. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a funny crop. I think, I think, I think we've done. We basically we, went shit in the 90s. Oh, the, the, I, I, the, there's a there's about a series of podcasts in, in how horribly wrong it all went there. And 93 and 94, they were the worst two. Oh, God. Mm. No, no, it was Just, like, 94, I was coming through. But um, nothing, was nothing else. Just so bad. Just yeah. the just the soonest. The late soon, late soonest, Yeah. It's not. It's just it, 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 everything fell apart. We could anyway. have Stuart in there, couldn't we? You know, he was wonderful, wasn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah. You, you, you Let's not go down this road. We're you can ask the opposite right question, and we'd be here all day. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, that's 1990s was was Sean Dundee as well. There there was a lad. Anyway, oh, anyway, can I, have, can I have a very very late shout? Go on. Pete Mahaman. Do you know what? I understand was he, was where he, you're. Was he, was he in 1990 
Probably ninety nine, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. And I, I understand where you're I understand where you're coming from with that, but I, I now literally cannot stand that guy. All the same, yeah. I, I, that was my problem when I saw Kev's question actually, because I thought, well, I've, I've got to be sort of head and heart here because I do loathe most of them. Because because I, 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 this is just a personal thing, but when they go on all these legends talk, I just glad you won a league cup. You know, Nicky Tanner yeah. does, does legends stuff. No, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with it because it, it to me it represents a, a, a slide into mediocrity that we're yeah. only just really properly coming out of. And it, 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 yeah, that that uh, it, it was it was a bleak era, but that Haman has just he's just turned into the most awful human on TV now. I, I can't I can't stomach him at all. No, anyway, on a far lighter note from Kev as well, his second part of his question is referring to a Liverpool player of the current vintage. Uh, uh, well, at least for another season, at least we would imagine it's James Miller. And it says, uh, if James Miller was a chocolate bar, which one would he be? <laughs> now, I do like this because it has to get you thinking about the character of the man. Uh, you know, his uh, fruitiness or nuttiness or uh, nougatiness. Uh, so what what sort of things are we thinking here um, in terms of Jimmy Miller, chocolate bar? Milky Bucket. He's a Milky Bar kid. Interested? I would have gone the other way. I'd say Bourneville. It's the same thing, but it's just a different hue. Oh, what? okay. Hang on. There. I'm, uh, what, why? Why are you saying Milky Bar, Cam? I, I just think you'd look great in a cowboy outfit. But no, 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 Cam. Cam. But that works with Milky Bar. When you talk, <laughs> he's the Milky Bar kid. It's no, no, all part no, no. of the. It's Cam, part Miller, of the chocolate. Cam, you Miller, can't be eating Milky Bar without wearing your cowboy hat, can you? He, if you're not wearing, if you're telling me you're not wearing a cowboy hat when you meet when you're eating your Milky Bar, I'm going to be really upset and I'm going to and I might swear. We can surmise that Cam is now wearing a cowboy hat, everyone. In case yeah. anyone was wondering, cowboy hat. The anyway you've completely have we got the video skype on again today (laughs) (laughs) not told me i'm just i am typing cowboy hats and kimonos as the title (laughs) of this pod and also it's a, a brilliant title for some 1990s indie Irish band. I, 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 it's what a perfect album title that is, Cowboy yeah. Hats and Composers. Somebody actually probably had that. Um, Cam has gloriously misunderstood deliberately the question. Um, you're saying bo- a Bourneville bar. Carl. I go Bourneville because it's, it's, it's no frills. It's straight up and down. It's, um, it, it's, if you can have such a thing as a rare chocolate bar, it's not the one everyone first goes for, but I really like dark chocolate. Uh, over milk chocolate. So when Cam's gone very, very milk, I've gone very, very dark, which I believe sums up this podcast very well. Yeah. Well, we've, gone, we've gone right across. Literally, we've done the spectrum, the whole spectrum of chocolate bars. Yeah, that's that's probably decent. Well, then, for for that reason, I'll go with something a little bit different, probably in the middle. I think, you know, I'm looking Caramel. at the guy... He's when he's it's he's got to be he's got to be absolutely functional. So you got to be able to you know you got to be able to turn to him when you for for all your 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 chocolate bar needs. Um, he's not going to be the most exciting thing in the world, but he will always do a job. So I'm thinking Snickers bar. Okay. You know? I, I would what, say that I would say that Dairy Milk, um, would be a more middle of the road bar, possibly a Yorkie. Dairy milk is certainly blander. I'll yeah. give you that. Galaxy, galaxy maybe is another one. 
Galaxy has a little bit of notion. Oh, it's, got to- it's got toffee in it, yeah. Yeah, it's got frills about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, guys going with Cadbury fruit and nut, he reckons that's shite but fun. Which yeah, is I agree bit, with that. That's quite mean, I think. But um, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, guys, guys got a, a hard edge to him at times. Um, on food-related things, Ollie Emerson's got a question for us. Um, it's the eternal question. I think we may have sort of come around this question before at various times. Uh, Cam, custard creams or bourbons? Oh, oh. Custard creams. It's the big all one. All day, it? all night. Custard creams. Okay, you say that as if it's uh, there's almost no decision to be made, and yet this, why is it a conversation? Seriously. This is this is a thing you should get your family involved in, Cam. This is not a this is not a, a flighty decision. Uh, uh, you're turning your back on the bourbon. Um, yes. Can you can you explain to me your logic there? Because they're essentially the same biscuit with different flavors. I prefer, I like the flavour of the custard cream. I don't uh, like the flavour of the bourbon. I'm a massive fan of your simple logic on that one. I like a custard <laughs> cream. I don't like a bourbon. Excellent. You know, that's all we need here. That's all we need from you in this section of the show. Uh, Carl, which would you go for? Isn't this the same as the chocolate bar? Haven't we just gone through the spectrum? It's one or the other, isn't it? One sits on one side, the other side sits on the other. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. You are attributing some sort of darkness and light to custard creams or bourbons. That's a little bit. I'm not sure where you're going with this. I think I, I think if if you made if you took a photograph of a bourbon but turned it into a negative, as in a photographic negative, it becomes a custard cream. Oh, I see what you've done here. That is deep. Yeah, I, I see what you've done here. Yeah, um, that's a two-one yes. in humanities, my friends. <laughs> and it didn't, shows didn't get the first oh, no. fucking yeah two ones bringing home the bacon that's okay yeah. <laughs> finally taking just that's, 25 years well there it is there it is that's it that's, uh, yeah uh, me I'm going with bourbons because I just prefer chocolate flavours generally and also custard creams became associated with Jose Mourinho over the last 10 or 15 years I don't know why but I read that a couple of times so now that I've I've, uh, I've turned my back on the custard cream and fully embraced the bourbon so that's how we're going with this now we've got one from uh, Ollie from the uh, Norwegian pod um that's how Gags described Ollie, and I've, apologies to Ollie that I don't have your second name, my friend. You're just Ollie from the Norwegian pod in this uh, particular. Is it in Norwegian? It, it, one would imagine that okay. my second name would be in Norwegian, and okay. I don't have a hand. I feel bad about it, but anyway, Ollie, you'll forgive us. Uh, Ollie's question is: uh, it's one of these marry, shag, or kill questions, and you've got to choose from an Arsenal fan. A United fan and an Everton fan. You marry one, you shag one, you kill one. Oh That's God! How's this panning out for you, Cam? We might have to work together on this, Cam. I think. I think you should. Let's 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 yeah. let's let's puzzle this one out together, fellas. It needs to be collegiate. <laughs> I'd kill the United fan all day long. Yeah, I, I thought you might say that, but then I thought you might go the other way because so many of your family are are manks that you might sort of. I yeah, think. but I'm, I'm I'm trying to kill them all off as well. So. <laughs> and we're, I'm doing a barbecue Saturday night, and a few of them are coming around. So hopefully, I'll, I'll get my chance. Then. Again, uh, again, Carl, there's the darkness. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Go on then, Carl. Who, who, who you marrying or who you shagging? Well, I, I was thinking you've got to marry the Arsenal fan because they can't be expecting much from life. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've low, got low, low expectations all the time. 
a low that's bar, a, which means you're going to be absolutely, you're going to be a yeah. superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I like that. So, what, so where, what is, where does that leave you, Trev? Well, it leaves me up in Ali shagging an Everton fan. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks for that, lads. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> that's absolutely fucking glorious. Uh, and, and, and Nina had the same one as she except she had Allardyce, Pulis and Pardew and I'm oh, sorry oh, we, we are not entertaining marrying <laughs> no. or shagging either of those uh, any of those three so well, well Mrs. Pardew if she was in the equation <laughs> dude <laughs> dude always with you always <laughs> I'd marry hell. you fucking hell very lovely woman very lovely woman <sighs> she's good she's, a, she's an angel why wouldn't you want to marry her Again, she hasn't set the bar very high, so there's every chance. This yeah, is it. That's true. That's true. If you've got par- only got parts for for a competition, you, you take like your mind dancers. out of the gutter, Danny. Take your mind out of the gutter. We're, very, we're better dancers than they're current. <laughs> and we we pay for our taxis as well. So that's true. Yeah, we're in for a good, we're in for a shout there. Um, yeah, <clears throat> no, Allardyce and Pulis, I can't actually even contemplate that. No. Uh, Sam Evans, Sam says, on an LFC related, actually there's three from Sam. So first one's fo- uh, football related and LFC specifically. And this is where we might get a bit serious chat going. And we could maybe, if you like, we can work in a bit of uh, the big news from today as well on this one. Why not do that, actually? Uh, Sam asks, is this season our best chance of competing for the league title in the Premier League era? Now, you know, when you're looking forward to a season, um, let's get past the this is our year kind of um, uh, uh, stereotype. But it would be fair enough, wouldn't it? depending on the recruitment from here to the end of the summer to say, uh, Carl, that we've probably got a right chance. Would it be fair enough to say that it's our best chance of competing? Every, every year is our best chance, but um, because we should be trying to win the league. It's as simple as that. That should be the first thing we do. Every single meeting should be about how do we win the league this year. Um, and it infuriates me that that's clearly not the case. Yes, we still have the goalkeeping issue. We still have the centre-back issue. But I've got no problem with the forwards. No, and nobody has. The midfield looks like it's being tightened um, with, with uh, Fabino and, uh, and Levy Cater. And, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's a really, really good opportunity. And that's what we should go for. I don't, I don't want to challenge. I want to genuinely try and win the league. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's where I, that's where I, I understand the spirit of Sam's question. He's talking about, like, when you look at the squad that we have now, it doesn't represent our best chancing. Cam, you probably say again, if the, if the other gaps that we can see, the obvious gaps are filled to everyone's satisfaction, it would be probably our best chance, uh, especially when you look at the likes of the lad who arrived today. Yeah, very much so. Um, three decent signings. And I think we've got every chance of a, genuinely challenging for the league next season. Um, if you look at last season, league positions aside, I would say we were the second best team in the league. Um, if we had VAR last season, not that we have it next season, I think we may well have finished second in the league to justify why we were the second best team in the league. It's a big, big ass to catch Man City. They were far, far superior to every other team in the league. And yet we beat them three times. Um, and yet we beat them three times. But the problem is we don't beat the Dross or we didn't beat the other big teams enough 
We drew too many last season. Last the year before, Man United drew a lot of games, and this season, last season, they they turned a lot of those draws into wins. Hence, why they finished second. We have to do the same. By doing that, putting pressure on Man City, we've got a very good chance of winning the league next season. We've got a very good chance. Of, yeah, we need to just. Well, Man City. Well, Man United had a flyer last year, but they didn't. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't carry on with it. Um, we've got a good start. So we've got a good good fixture list. It's worked out quite well this year for yeah. change. Tell um, me what you tell me what you think then, Cam, when you see a story in the midweek and obviously most of this stuff is, is guff and lads are making stuff up because it's never been clearer that uh um the journalists are pretty much out of the loop with the exception of maybe one or two who get stuff a little bit quicker or get maybe a little bit closer to the truth. But generally speaking, they're in the dark, same as we are. But when you do see a James Pierce article talking about um how Klopp is happy with the centre half department and we don't really need to do anything. You know, I don't know if we've spoken about this recently, but I certainly spoke about it to, to, to Mr. Malby last week. That panics the shit out of me. I can't deal with that because it's not okay. It's just not okay. And if you need a little reminder for it, you had the last time Dejan came on there in the game that he was playing the other day and he, uh, does a daft handball and you know I love him I love the fact that he's he's a, he's a good lad and a good character and and seems to be uh, able to improve uh, um, uh, game on game alongside uh, uh, Van Dyke but we need somebody else surely we do um, I once said about you can't account for injuries because you don't know what's going to happen in the in the season ahead and I somebody counteracted the argument I think it was a uh, Harindavaji. Actually, you should be counting for injuries. That's what you're building a squad for. And if we have to go into next season for a period of five or six games without Virgil van Dijk in the middle of the defence, how confident are we going to be that we're going to pick up maximum points from those games? And if we don't get another top-quality centre-back to play alongside and strengthen what we're trying to do. I think, again, I think it's, I just think it's criminal. Um, I think, you know, Klopp is never going to come out and say, well, we're looking at a centre back. The club are always looking to improve every position and that will include centre back. I, I don't doubt if suddenly they can go out and get a top quality centre back, why wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, it does make me nervous, Carl. I have to say, alongside Cam, uh, I'd be very much in agreement there. I, I, it's it's a thing that we didn't address at the start of the last campaign, and it bit us in the arse. And if we don't address it at the start of this campaign, I will go into the campaign nervous, and I think that's justifiable. I think he's still going to buy someone. I, I think he's got to say that. You can't basically have your lads at the World Cup saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm de- by God, I'm definitely buying centre-backs. Jesus, have you seen this lot? He's not going to do that. I think he's going to... Um, I think he'll be looking. I, I, I can't say he's not find a new centre back at all because Gomez. He, he, he's not sure whether to play Gomez as a, as a full back or or a centre half. Um, Matty Gomez can't head a ball. He can't head a ball. No, and uh, neither can Joel Matip. So I think uh, and Virgil Van Dijk is very good at it, and it shows on the score lines. So um, yeah, I, I think he's just looking. I reckon he's going to buy where he wants to buy, and then he'll have a look at. If he can bring people in later in the window. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, 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 that, that would suggest that it's not a top priority. And again, that's really what sticks in my craw because I think yeah. it is the top priority. But anyway, I see, I hear what you're saying. Um, if to, 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 to continue on with this particular question, just into the thing that we should chat about, which is the, the arrival of what is, you know, on the face of it, an absolutely outstanding talent that, you know, most clubs in the world would love to that have um in Nabi Keita. And you see the 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 images today and it's hard not to be excited um by what this guy could offer. You know, the quotes that he comes out with are absolutely on the money. He's he, he genuinely seems to be uh massively excited about being part of it. He's humble and Cam, I don't know about you, but I, I haven't seen enough of this guy to fully understand how good he is. But from what I hear and the bits that I have seen like the excitement levels are going to go through the roof, aren't they? Very much so. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm similar to yourself there, Trevor. I've only seen clips here, clips there of him ghosting past three or four players and just rifling one into the corner. And he, he loves to take players on from what my understanding is. Um, if people thought Ox was magical in the way that he was doing it, this guy is sensational. Um, he is ten times better at going past players than what Ox is. From, from you know stuff I've seen and read and heard about him, we have signed a gem. We have really signed an absolute gem of a player, and it was an absolute blinder what the club did last summer to ensure that we got him this summer. You can't give them enough credit for this. So, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely, and and you know, like in in a week where we finally saw our 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 buddy um uh, sign his contract for for um for Juventus, uh, and you know we saw images of Oxide Chamberlain who you just mentioned, um with his usual fantastically upbeat attitude and big smiley head, and I'm talking about how it's going to be a long rehab, but he's well up for it. It is exciting to think of the likes of the two of them maybe in November when he comes back, uh, being part of a midfield. Like, cause I mean, that is raw energy and, and technique and power and pace. That's dynamism. Dynamism. Absolutely. Dynamism is, that's exactly yeah. what you want there. And, um, you know, you balance that out with, with, uh, what, let's see what Fabinho brings. Again, I've seen even less of that kid. I'm really excited by him. This, I am. It, to, to me, uh, Carl, this feels a little bit like, uh, again, to, 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 to quote Mr. Mobby, it feels a bit like the 80s, where you'd have these lads arriving. Nobody knew anything about them, really. Okay, there are a lot of genuine football nerds who do a lot of uh, watching of football around it. I'm a football nerd, but I don't get to watch other football. So what Fabinho is, what he can do for us, I don't really know, and I'm massively excited by it. Um you say you are too. Is there a particular reason for that because of something you've noticed or is it just the idea of another fancy lad coming in and let's see what he can offer? Well, I want to see where he plays. I think I think that's the big thing because um, I don't know a great deal about him, but people are talking about him playing in the sixth role and um, we don't really have that at the moment. We had to put Wijnaldum there a lot and Wijnaldum's not really a six in my view. He's all right with two people, but not on his own. So I just think, I just think it gives it a bit more of a... A bit more of a pivot, really. We can, we've got, we've basically got options. I think that's the main thing. And the good thing about, about, you know, those players coming in for me and, and, and Chamberlain coming back is that players like Lalana, who you think will be just off first choice, are now maybe fifth choice. And that's a squad when you can do that. And that's no reflection on Lalana. I don't know if Lalana might even go. 
it, that, that's and that's a good thing. You know, you want people who. I, I always think that when a game is on and you're looking at the bench and you see who's coming on, you think, well, that's the first change. And there's been so, too often in the in the past two years or so, three years, where I've thought that lad's not going to come on and win the game. And it's, and it's no reflection on them; they just can't do it. But you know, Adam Lallana could be the worst sub to bring on, and that's not the and that's not the worst choice to bring on. And you know what? That's going back to what Cam was calling from from Harinder about how you must build a squad which absolutely expects that there will be a cataclysmic period of injuries at some point, and yeah. still still not look absolutely threadbare. And you know what always killed me about this was you would look around at absolutely workaday uh, humdrum uh, 16th 17th up to 10th in the Premier League and they would always have four solid strikers and we'd have one and it, I could never understand that nonsense and if we're building a squad like we are now so there's one more to cycle in and around in that um, top three of absolute undoubted quality and so there's one more to cycle in around that midfield so as you say then there are two who'd come off the bench, maybe three, who can genuinely impact a match. That's that's a title winning squad. Yeah. That's what City, that's what City had last year. You know, and that's 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 the difference. And I, 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 that's why I'm excited to be honest. That's why I'm genuinely excited by this. I can't wait to see these two lads in particular because you know they're a, they're a, 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 a new a new feature. And by the way, if that Fekir thing isn't dead, he looks handy. He looks handy in what I've seen in the uh, Jules Ramey so far, his little cameos. He looks very handy. So that could be very exciting too. Let's get back on track because we're going to, we're going to, um, knock it through all the questions otherwise. Sam's last one is a non LFC question. If you had to pick Cam, a second team out of this season's 20 Premier League teams, who would it be and why? Oh, this season. Um, coming up. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't even know who all the 20 teams are. Um, what to support or? I guess that's what, like, you, you know, this idea of people having, having a second team, like, I mean, oh. you know, who, not, the three not, who came up? Wolves came up. Who else came up? V- Villa, Wolves and Fulham. Fulham. Yeah. I used to like for, uh, the older owner. What was his name? Fat. Who's the guy who used to own Fat Harrods? Oh, right. yeah, Sam Hamam. No, 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 that was no, before. I'll, I'll, no, that's Dodie's dad. Mohammed Al-Fayed, yeah, yeah. Fayed, yeah. yeah, he was alright, he was a character, I liked him, so, and, and Fulham, I, 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 not that I've ever been to Craven Cottage, but there's something just nice about Fulham, Fulham's ground, you know, it's an old traditional English Premier League, well, well, English League ground, you know. Pity about, yeah, pity about the Michael Jackson statue, to be fair. Isn't that gone? Is it still yeah, there? Yeah, it's gone, yeah. Oh, is it's it gone? gone? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Carl, so. I know you're not massively into this concept of having a second team. I can hear that in your voice. But if you had to uh, sort of uh, give a, a, a charity like to someone, who would it be? Rayo Vallecano. Liverpool's enough. I can't be doing with second teams. Liverpool uh, <laughs> in Uruguay. This, this one, I was thinking this the other day, actually. This team kills me. And we're good. So yeah. imagine what it'd be like with someone else. I know, Tramia. I know. Tramia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, it's not, I know it's not the same thing. But. Well, actually, of the 20 years ago, uh, I used to have just this sort of fondness for West Ham because they were never really a threat and I liked watching them play football. And then I had a little spell for, with Man City like that because m- my best mate here is a City fan. I was, it was kind of nice to see him do well. But they've all turned into such knobheads they can go and shove it. Yeah. So, can, uh, I, can I say a quick one then? 
Yeah, go on. And I'll give you a little, a quick little story. Uh, Derby County. Uh, reason being, when Ooh. I was at primary school, yeah, my uh, primary school teacher was Mrs. Niche. Her husband was David Niche. He used to play right back for Derby oh, County okay. under Peter Taylor and Brian Clough. Ah, okay. yeah, no, David Nish, yeah, David Nish, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, okay. I, so I always right. had a soft spot for Derby. That's a that's a nice little that's a nice Death, little connection. Death fans hate us though, properly hate us. But yeah, yeah, I, I, almost as much as Forest fans hate us. And again, yeah. that's a seventies thing too. But yeah. uh, guys, shout for the record is Newcastle for Rafa. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the closest because it's Rafa. Yeah, it's as close as you get. You're gonna get. Uh, yeah. Now, I think we've discussed the making of a burger before. Sam McGuire is asking, how do you make the perfect burger? And then Andre M was asking, what's the best side dish to have with a burger? Now, I know Cam is, oh no, it's Carl, you're not a big, uh, uh, you're not, yeah, you're not a meat eater as such. Um, so burgers, I think when they come up before weren't really your bag. So Cam, I'll go to you on this one. Um, perfect burger. What does it look like for you? Um, well, if I'm going to go with what Bernie says, it's got to have spam in there, hasn't it? It's got to have spam, yeah, yeah. God almighty, yeah. oh, drinkle, drinkle. Good God, man, what is wrong with your life? Oh, my God, no. To, uh, in, order to, in order to make the perfect burger, Alice Sam's question, go to McDonald's, says Drinkle. And Jeez. even that's wrong. You'd go to Burger King. You'd go to Burger King, guy, for God's sake. Uh, anyway. Even. <laughs> Here's here's what I'm gonna do. I want yeah. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this this seeing as we we one guy who's not not got a lot of shares in it. Well, just focus on Andre's question for a second here, because uh, for me I would say the perfect burger has to have bacon in it and stuff like that and cheese and all those kind of things. Yeah. But 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 side dish. So Carl, you've got your burger. It's a bit shit. It's a veggie burger. You're not that happy with it. What are you putting as a side whoa, dish? Whoa, whoa, whoa. With it? You have you have my veggie burgers. <laughs> So, so what are you what are you putting beside it as a side dish? So, are well, you are you a wedges man? Are you what do you do? I like a wedge. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not a fan of your, your thin fry. I'm a, I'm a potato wedge sort of man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lots of red onions, jalapenos. Yes, yes. Um, uh, tell you what, the Gourmet Burger Kitchen does a goat's cheese burger, which is very nice indeed. But there's actually too much goat's cheese. So you end up basically to feel like you've just eaten open up both a big block of cathedral city or whatever it's called um, cheese from the supermarket and put it between a, two pieces of bread and a very thin burger. That's what it felt like. That's but, yeah. Um, sounds a bit like overkill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now, jalapenos and red onions got to be involved. Jalapenos and red onions. Where cam your side dish? Onion rings, uh, curly fries maybe. Curly fries. How old again? <laughs> well, seeing as my next birthday is quite significant. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Re- yeah. Revel, in, revel in the curly fries when you can. So, I'm 16 next birthday, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just in case listeners were wondering, he's going yeah. to be able to vote soon. Um, <laughs> next one is from Justin Wells. Justin says, which LFC player would you like to grab a drink with and what drink would it be? I really like this question, actually. So uh, we had a horrendous suggestion from Guy in the middle of the week in the, in the group chat on this, an absolutely horrendous looking green drink. I don't know what that was. Um, but if you could uh, go for uh, a drink with any LFC player, who would it be and what would the drink be? Uh, I think this one's been in for a while, so I'm going to assume that you've seen it. Uh, 
Carl, shout on that. James Milner, Ribena. James Miller out for Ribena. You guys are going to talk the talk. That's lovely. I like that. Cam, what's yours? Uh, Bobby Firmino, and I've just posted it in the chat. Cookies and cream whiskey. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what's that? What's that, that, is the, that is the Cambridge waistcoat of all beers. Yeah. It, it, it's elaborate. It's probably unnecessary. Yeah, I, 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 cookies and cream whiskey. Is what's it? Cookies and cream. Whiskey? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Cookies. It, okay. It's a real drink. It's out there. You can buy it. Yeah. Old smoky whiskey. <laughs> cookies and cream. There's yeah. not much in life that's cookies and cream can't fix. The philosophy we subscribed to and improved upon when we decided to blend our 35 proof whiskey <laughs> with the flavours of cookies to create an incredibly indulgent creamy liqueur. Right, well, Enjoy listen. over ice cream or on the rocks. So it, can, it, I, can, can, I, can I go a topic on this? Has anyone tried an Oreos ice cream? I have. Yeah, it's like, it's like a wafer thing. Yeah, absolutely oh, glorious. Really? I couldn't stand it. Yeah, no, no I, very I, I, nice. I was just in the mood for it, man. I was just in the mood for it and I found it very oh, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't think I'd go for a drink with any of that, any of the players. I, I don't really want to drink with footballers. No. I'll go drink no. with a lad of my own vintage. I'll go and have about seven thousand beers of Klopp. That's what I do. Uh, yeah, do that. I, I think that's that's a doable one. Um, now I've drank wine with George Sefton. Have you? Not, not quite the same thing. Yeah, and I know George Sefton, but we we um we went to the same school. Ah, I've okay. Seen us, I've seen reunions and things, but yeah. Well, George has probably had a run out on Anfield at some stage in some charity match. So that, that he, probably, he must have done. He, he must, must have done. done. Right, we've got some to get through, and I see it is now, um, I think we were probably about five or six minutes off the hour, so let's just get through all the rest of these. Oh, keep going, keep going. Yeah, let's get through Don't all worry, it's the it's a 200th, man. Keep going. Let, yeah, let, yeah. let it flow. Well, here we've got one from... Um, from the uh, the Dark Lord Tandon himself. Uh, he, he has he has a suggestion. <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's a serious uh, LFC related suggestion. Um, because and and uh, as in its gags, there's a there's a whole financial angle going on and there's choice. So you've got multiple choice here. Here it is. There's only one thing that can happen because LFC are stuck for cash. So which of these three options would you do? Would you? Buy Fakir, or sorry, Fakir. Keep Carius and Mignolet. So buy Fakir, keep Carius and Mignolet. Buy Allison, which means Lalana is your option in the, uh, like, like in the Champions League final. Uh, buy Fakir, Dembele and Allison and sell Salah. No. So that last one we're all ruling out because no one's Definitely. selling. Definitely. Uh, no. the idea of buying the, buying a great keeper. Uh, and you know sacrificing outfield players because we've got no money, or buying Fakir and keeping the keepers that we have. Mm, that's a, that is actually a tough one. That 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 simple choice there is a tough one. I'm inclined towards the outfield madness uh, and sticking with Carius if I had to. Uh, Carl, what would you say? That's really hard. And is it? What, what one was get rid of an outfield player like Lalana? No, no, no. It's basically we oh. can either buy Fakir or buy Allison. And if you buy, uh, if you buy Fakir, we we're stuck with Carius and Mignolet as our keeper options because we got oh, no. Money. 
uh, or if you buy Allison, we're stuck with the likes of Lalana as our options because I'll we can't. That. I'll take that all day. You buy an Allison? Yeah. Okay, because, Pam. Because because we've got midfielders and red strikers. We don't have a goalkeeper. That's actually true. That's actually true. I, I, I'm forgetting about what we do have. Cam, what would yeah. you say? Yeah, I, I I'd lean that way as well. I mean, look at the midfielders we got. We got Ox coming back. We got Ginny. We got Hendo. You got Naby. You got Fabino. You got Lalana. Um. Gruwich may even come back into the fold. Lana's there, like I say, so that's, you've got six, seven midfielders. But the, the only thing with having Fakir is he provides cover for up top. So I will go with that. So does Dom Solanke? Yeah. As, as I said, I will go with Fakir. <laughs> <laughs> because don't forget, we're losing Danny Ings as well. Yeah. Which, yeah, is, which, yeah, is, yeah. which is big. So Ings. we would have. Ings. Things. I, I just started following Ingsy there on Instagram. I just got into the <laughs> Instagram things, lads. And that was enough for him. That was enough. He's gone. That's it. He's gone. He's yeah. gone. He's off. He's Down off. Down he done it. He's, 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 he's been doing a tour of America. Yeah, now he's off uh, with his glorious tattoos. Anyway, next one is from Simon Dowling, occasional contributor to AI as well. Uh, on Rory, uh, a couple of times I've heard Simon do, do some, some great shows there. And he wonders, is there any player from the World Cup that you've been impressed by and would like to see in red? Now, we'll leave Fakir out because we've spoken about him. Anyone else that you've seen across all the matches, the Jules Romain matches you've seen, Cam, that you'd like to see in the red? <laughs> I'm just looking at what Mr. Drinkles wrote. All the Peru ones. Absolutely. Uh, they're all tremendous lads, and especially yeah. after last night, especially after the, the most recent game. Yeah. Big uh, fan, big fan of, of, of their of their front man. I think he's a class act. I like I like Carrillo as well. I I think he's a he's a he's a proper fit player. But uh, anyone else come to mind? Not really. I've been trying to look out for a decent centre back, but nobody's really made me think. Wow, he's good. But then again, I've not really watched enough games as well, just because of work. So I can't. You can't buy a player. We've made this mistake before, haven't we? Film you can't buy a player off of three or four games. That's the thing. I mean, would you buy Messi right now? He looks awful. Yeah, yeah. El, El Hadji Juf is the is, and of course his his mate Salif Joe. They were the the ultimate World Cup buys, and that that wasn't a good thing. Yeah, no, I I I I agree with you. But there have been a few interesting players. Carl, anyone anyone jumping out at you from what you've seen so far that you'd like to see him with? I like Benay. Yeah. I yeah. Thought, I, I thought I thought he was outstanding last night. Yeah, I think that's uh, a good uh, choice. Yeah, he's very good. Victor Moses. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he's, he's, he's did well. Yeah. Um, but uh, that Mane fella wasn't bad. Yeah, he's pretty good. You know what, lads? There've been quite a good, a few decent no, keepers. Yeah, quite, no, quite a few decent keepers. I thought. I thought Rui Patricio did well as well, and a couple yeah. of a couple of decent. Decent keepers. Uh, even that. Ray- Allison made a big mistake today and got away with it. Oh he really? Makes few, he makes a few mistakes, to be honest. Yeah. What is there? Is there anyone? Anyone on Sadio's uh, bundle there? Any of those guys? I'm just trying to think. There's, there's, there, there haven't been that many that have just stood out that you'd really, really want to see. Kubali, Kubali, is it? His name is Hans Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, the, the, the upshot to Simon's question is that um, we're not exactly, uh, we're not exactly salivating at too many options there, which is quite interesting. Jordan Henderson. Yeah, let's go with Hendo. Yeah, God, oh, lads, the Hendo, 
the Hendo conversations are enough to make your brain implode. What is wrong with humanity? The state of people. Anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll, let me not get onto that. Um, next one is from Maddie Camp, and it's a question. I'm going to direct this specifically at you, Carl. Who is the man who would give his life for his brother, man? Uh, Shaft. It's Shaft. Yeah. <laughs> it is Shaft. Damn right. Damn right. I have to say that I have to say the the I, I remember the first time I heard that. Um, within a week, I had this incredible compilation album of um, uh, music from the all that that black exploitation era, and it was one of the best collections of uh, anthology of music I've ever had. A double CD. It's glorious. It's was, just, it, was it called black exploitation? It was. Yeah, just, I like that as well. Uh, did you have, have um, the ghetto it, on it? It's like it's nine got, minutes with yes. orchestras. What a, a song across, that is. Across 110th Street. Uh, oh man, what a song that is! It's got uh, it, it had uh, um um I'm I'm uh, that James that James Brown song um uh, the boss the boss yeah uh, <laughs> yeah just glorious Glo- I, I, I could, could not recommend that album enough just in a sideways thing if anyone wants to uh, Alex. Barilaro, um, of course, um, um, well known to uh, all AI heads, was was asking this one: What is the most satisfying part of being uh, part of the the big sphere of, of Liverpool ultra fan? The, the bit about being a fan that you like the most. He gives a couple of suggestions. Is it like, for example, always being West Ham twice a season? Is it the players leaning across uh, against the Melwood fence? Is it the mania at 10 p.m. when the Paul Joyce notifications start tingling? What is it for you, Cam? What is it? What aspect of modern fan Fandom, do you get the most kick out of? Winding up my family of mank scum. How, how? By being a Liverpool fan. They <laughs> hate it. They hate it with, with a passion that I am a Liverpool fan. So nothing gives me greater pleasure than knowing I'm getting under their skin. But and do, I, I not, have done so do, for 40 years. Do they not just hate it when we're doing well? Do they not absolutely love it when we're not doing well so they can just like bag on you? Well, that's been the last 29 years, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. That's, that's, that's what I mean. I, I, I've, I've endured that uh, that sort of condescension for way too long. So I, yeah. I, I, I like that. I'm noticing a lot of edginess creeping into various conversations that I've been they're having. They're getting a little bit worried, I think. I think so too, man. I yeah, think so too. They're, they're, they're not going to say it in any way, shape or form. But they've noticed the way we play football. And they're thinking, if they get that defence right... We've had it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's lovely, isn't it? It's nice yeah. to have them on the, it's nice to have them on the rack. Uh, Carl, any specific aspect of the more modern side of, of fandom? Obviously, you know, like uh, the three of us go back a ways here. So we're kind of old school fans, but is there any, any of that, like, like, the, I thought that was a good suggestion, you know, the, 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 the 10 p.m. sort of Twitter mania. Any aspect of, of modern fandom that p- particularly appeals to you? My mates. Um, because uh, there's nothing better than going to the match with your mates. I love going to away games because we all get to sit in the car and talk shit. Um, and when uh, Sasha and I wrote Where Everywhere Us, I did a section about Southampton away where we literally spoke about Mother Teresa for 45 minutes. And yeah. I love I love that sort of thing on match days about whether Mother Teresa was evil or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, just, just and the answer is? But, uh, well, <laughs> my mate Dev. Uh, not a fan. Yeah, yeah. Not a fan at all. 
Also, it was a 45-minute conversation, so we should we should bat that one on. Yeah, uh, yeah. But 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 basically, what you're talking about is uh, having the right gang of lads or lassies around you that you can actually have, you know, that kind of daft conversation and enjoy the match and all that. I I, I couldn't agree more. That, that's yeah, a that's, that's, that's the best thing. My mate today always says sometimes the match gets in the way. And yeah. But however, for those of us who can't always get to the games, apart yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in terms of in, in terms of fandom, I, I would say. I do get uh, a little uh, bit of jollies out of the likes of what happened today. You know, I, I have very little time to enjoy it, but any of the pictures I'm seeing, any of the quotes I'm reading, any of the little videos that the the club are getting quite slick at lately, they're 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 not embarrassing at all. They're quite quite cool and enjoyable lately. Uh, of proper big style new arrivals, that is always a bit of a buzz, I have to say. Uh, Shri wants to know what is the best football book you've ever read, Cam? Well. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say. Sash Nikrani is screaming at his his phone at the moment. Yeah, sorry, Sash, I've not read your book. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I can only apologise. Maybe I'll get it off uh, Taron because I'm sure he's got one, Sash. Probably not knowing Taron. Um, sorry, that's a, I'm having a private conversation here. Um, uh, Robbie Fowler's autobiography. Oh, oh really? Yeah, I, 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 had, I had real problems with that. Yeah, I mean, Cara, Cara, Stevie G's was good as well. The first one. Yeah, the first one was good because he's like yeah. on those reads, so I like him for that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, what either or of those two, I, I quite enjoyed it. Cara's was quite good as well, to be fair. Yeah, it's, it's very self-effacing in it. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. So any of those three, take your pick. I don't mind. They're Carl, I, I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. There's a book called We're Everywhere Us, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's better than Shakespeare and Joyce. Uh, it's um, now my favourite book of all time is because it's been something very personal to me. Is Ray of Hope by Dr. Andrew Lees about the life and career of Ray Kennedy, which is a fantastic read. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Lees is Ray Kennedy's um, was Ray Kennedy's doctor when he was first diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And um, I'm very proud to say a friend of mine now, and uh, uh, Dr. Lee's. And um, yeah, it's a phenomenal story. It's incredible. I would have to say, uh, for me, it's actually it's actually in the fiction bracket. The the the, the one that sort of resonated most with me in recent years. Sweeper. Uh, it, it wasn't Sweeper, and I was. Austin Stryker. No, it was actually it was it was it was David Pace's The Damned United. I, I that just got in under my that is, skin. That is a great book. That is a great it's book. it's a f- absolutely glorious read. It's so well written, so tense, really well paced. Couldn't really recommend that enough. I enjoyed other ones. I like reading about other clubs sometimes, just to get a little bit of an insight. I, like I, 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 I the the uh, Paul Lake one. I'm not really here. That I really. Really enjoyed that as well. I uh, like that one, the the football men, uh, little short story, little anecdotes and little uh, contributions. Lots and lots of great football books out there if you're if you're uh, if you're having a look. Um, let's keep going because we've got a couple left. Carl, um, this is directly aimed at you because you asked the question, so I'm going to ask you to do a glorious plug. What is the best place to read about previous World Cups? Oh, that's so difficult. Um, I'd say thundering <laughs> grass and a ball. Yeah. Which is a uh, a website uh, of which I'm the proud owner of, and we've done a World Cup series. Uh, we had my mate Jamie looking at 1990. Um, Jamie's a lovely man, although he once said that Game On was his favourite TV program. 
So he's a deeply dubious man, and like he likes Oasis far too much for a man of his age. Um, last week was your good self, Trev, on 1986. I've done uh, 1978 today, and next week we've got Stephen Scrag, and I've read it, and it's really good, uh, on 1982. Brilliant. And, I, you know, uh, obviously we're we're invested here, but uh, it's, it's genuinely a, a, a very, very entertaining bundle of, of bits, especially uh, my one. Uh, the the, uh, the the last two are are actually from uh, another one from Sam from earlier and one from a guy called Birder uh, and I'm going to put the two of them together because it's uh, back to our old favourite late topic of of uh, of TV shows and I'm going to come back to them to finish us off so that'll be a contribution but there's one I wanted to run past you that I had in reserve. And I, I don't want to let the moment slip because I, I, I keep cancelling these and, and, and wiping out all these questions that I've saved up. So the question for you is what was the most anti-establishment thing that you've ever done in your life? Mm. Now, I, I am going to start the ball over here because I was an early, uh, very Irish, very, very Irish young man who had a sort of innate outrage had an awful lot of things to do with the greater British Empire as I perceived it. And I remember standing on the flat roof of the shed beside our house as the hunt went by, which were, for me, the very embodiment of all that we should not be taking on in our country and our culture. And that's, I, I will put my hands up and admit that's probably idiotic. That's how I felt at the time as an 11-year-old. And I gave them down the banks. I shouted abuse. I roared at them. I was just outraged. I don't know where it came from, but it was just passionate. So me giving the hunt lads an absolute uh, dose of abuse is very early anti-establishment. What about you, Carl? Not as many as I'd like to think, to be honest. I've got a story which I can't tell, so I'll tell you off air. Uh, <laughs> that happened recently. Um, when I was 19, I was thrown out of Harrods. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, a woman walked into me, and um, she looked at me like I was scum, and I gave her... And my accent was a lot stronger in those days. Um, I, 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 I'm pretty sure she didn't have a... She couldn't understand a single word I said, and uh, I was asked to leave for being nice. offensive. I see. Which, I, see. which I absolutely wore like a badge of honour. She was probably royalty. Well, she was definitely well to do. There was definitely yeah. a fox fur going on. Yeah, I, I like that. That's exactly that's 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 very much in the same vein as my one there. I like that. Uh, Cam, uh, anti-establishment, or have you always been a, the the angelic man that you are today? I get thrown out of nightclubs with the family, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> that's not that, anti-establishment. That. Is that because of the kimono? No, it's because of my stupid family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I was about 10 years old uh, um, around and that. Hang on, hang on. You want to stab the piece of furniture? I was going to say, I've told that story. I don't need to tell yeah, that one again. I know. But there was, there was a worse thing that you didn't get to that day. Yeah, there was, yeah. You were going to tell us about something worse again that you did that you couldn't really tell us. What set fire to the house? Was that? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, right, will, that will probably be it, though. I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah maybe. maybe. Okay, maybe. you actually set fire to your own house. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, uh, no, God, no. I, I could have done. Basically, I decided to experiment with a, a candle and a tissue box. 
and putting the candle inside the tissue box and lighting the candle and then putting the, the tissues over the top to see what happened. Did that really require an experiment? <laughs> when you're about seven or eight. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough yeah. Uh, yeah. So not so much, not so much anti-establishment yeah. as just anti-intelligence uh, is what you're trying to say. Well, you wanted to know now that you know. I was, I wasn't going to tell this story, but you insisted on me telling. Anti-establishment. All right, one, one against my, my poor dear old mother. Um, what used to happen was she used to make, I'm not going to say what the breakfast was. She used to make me the same breakfast every morning and then go off to work. And, um, I got sick and tired of this breakfast. So instead of throwing it in the bin, I'd eat a little bit and then throw it out the bedroom window. I'd go upstairs, throw it out the bedroom window. There'd be like a, a ledge. Um, because the living room was just a little bit further out than the bedroom. And so every day guarantee the birds or something, a cat or whatever, would come along and eat all this food. Well, one day the bastards let me down and my mum happened to look out the window that evening and saw my breakfast out there. Boy, was that um, not a pleasant experience when she got up my dad's wooden sole slippers. Ooh. Uh, yes. Dear, yes. Dear, yes. Dear. That is, yeah. that's, that's a gem. <laughs> that's a gem. Right. Our last one is, uh, like I said, there was two oh, questions. Sorry, can, I, can I interrupt just very quickly? Sorry, did you? Because this is a slight side issue. I've yeah. been blocked on Twitter by someone who's performed at the Royal Variety performance. Was uh, that Mick Hucknall oh, blocked me. I, I, I think a run-in with Mick Hucknall counts as anti-establishment. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd go what, that. what did you do to uh, to irk Mick? I quoted him. Um, there's an argument. I'm, I'm so pleased I get to say this. Uh, it's, it's very special that like, this is the 200th episode because I'd like everyone to go and read it. If you put in Google Mick Hucknall Observer Interview, right, it's the most. It's just a, a, a revolting interview i'm trying to think of the words there are not bearing in mind i'm a writer i can't think of the words just how, how smug that interview is and every now and then i post a link to it and obviously he'd seen it and thought no more from you sunshine it's so bad so basically you you post you post a link purely taking the piss and mick saw you repeatedly the- yeah See, I see. <laughs> now I cannot think of anything I want to do more than go and immediately. Mick Hucknall Observer interview. I think it's about two thousand and there might be two thousand and three, something like that. I'm all over this. I'm all over this. Hopefully we we'll get get linked as well. Our our last uh, our last uh, question. And like I said, there was one from Birder who was like, "What's the best TV show ever made?" He said, "Why is it The Walking Dead?" Which I almost had to cancel poor Birder's question because uh, of mm-hmm. that of that suggestion. And then Sam from earlier on, he said, "What's the most binge worthy uh, TV series you ever watch?" And is there any other series you recommend? Now we have these kind of questions all the time. I'm going to do a sort of a mix. A match of the two lads. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to tell me what is the best TV show ever in history, and I want you to pitch to me why. I want you to give me a good, solid reason why. I understand that uh, there's lots to choose from, but just go go with one and absolutely sell it to me. Uh, and uh, for example, for example, producer guy has come up with the following succinct masterpiece: Game of Thrones. Because dragons and shit. That's a so, fair review. Yeah, that's 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 the kind of thing that we uh, <laughs> the 
<laughs> thing that we see popping up on our screens regularly. Uh, either of you like to go first, or will I just pick one? Nobody's volunteering. Nobody's well, volunteering. I was going to say Game of Thrones, but I wouldn't have been as eloquent as saying dragons and shit. No, I know that, yeah. So you listen, come on. No, you're up against Trinkle there. So yeah. I'm going to come back to you. Think of another one. Carl, hit me with okay. your the best TV show ever and why. Well, I know t- I know time is an issue, so and we, we keep promising to do this, Trev, but it's a, and we haven't got time to do it this week. Porridge would be up there. I was just but, thinking uh, that as well. Yeah, because it's just phenomenal. I, my favourite TV programme is, and I love The Wire, and I love The West Wing far more than I should do, but it's The Sopranos. It's just got the lot. It's Shakespeare. It's not just hooligans and, and mafioso and lots of cool nerds and stuff like that. It is just the greatest TV programme ever made. I like it. I like it. Come back to you then. Um, I'd give Only Fools and Horses a big shout. I think it's some of the greatest comedy. And I think David Jason is absolutely superb. Um, but if you want something a bit more different and a bit more out there, Mad Men. John Han. John Han. It's just phenomenal TV. It, it truly is, you know. It takes a bit of getting into, but once you get into it, once it's flowing, you don't want to put it down. It's Love really, it. really good. Love it. And I have a suggestion from Guy for the... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. As I, as I speak, as I speak, Drinkle's suggestion for best TV show ever, being Liverpool. Yeah, being Liverpool. Okay, thanks oh, for that. Bye. Uh, yeah, uh, we we did have a sensible suggestion from Guy there beforehand for the best TV character. I want you to mull that one over over the week, and we're going to do a big chunk on that next week about best TV character. Remind me about that one in case I forget. We should wrap it up, lads. We've been going now for uh, a good bit over the hour. So here we go. Let's uh, wrap it up. We'll leave it there for tonight. Um, the 200th episode of the Anfield Index podcast. I've been Trev Danny. You've been you. And before I go, let me thank my two chums for another solid show and uh, before we depart carl anything you'd like to mention uh please read that mickle interview please read the blog um i finished my novel this week as well i think it could be out in about october and i'm honestly all joking aside very proud of it i think it's good Massive. We, we will get further information on the name and where to get it as, as we approach October in the new season, um, hopefully with the Reds top of the league at the time. Cam, any final thoughts from you? Some great content on AI Pro at the moment. Um, I believe you, Mr. Drowney, have done something superb on there recently as well. It was a yeah, great, wonder- great, great interview with it, with, with, uh, with, with Kareem Vili. Uh, That's Salah. right. Yeah, very good, yeah. very interesting, uh, very interesting show. I'd recommend that to anyone in the free trial. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. What you said? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you took a lot of the words out of my mouth there. Um, so there was that. There's um, um, there's always great content on there. But the last week, even though it's a World Cup week, it's still high caliber. And folks, you know, there's plenty of pods out there. You've got a choice what you listen to. You know, it's a free world. Listen to what you're happy with. And but definitely do give a AI Pro a, a go. You will not be disappointed. And this one, you know, as ever and as always, is free. Um, and we do it because we enjoy doing it. And that's the only reason that we do it. And we enjoy our chats together and we enjoy the interaction with you guys. 
um we do enjoy as well i'm not gonna lie because we, we you know it's it's gratifying that so many people listen um that is uh very much a part of it i'll, I'll be straight up and, and open and admit that and also be straight up and open and admit that i think you know the three of us would love the four of us would love if there was more even more of you listen so i'll make my usual request that you use whatever platforms you have to spread the word about the show i do mean that like it's it, it's not a big ask just tell someone about it. get them to listen um some people don't even know what podcasts are which is strange so do spread the word if you could and do us a solid we will be back next week for more of the same uh you know what you should be doing you know the crack at this stage and there's transfer stories there's no transfer stories there's lads arriving there's not lads arriving don't get too excited about that until jules remains finished um just relax go and grab yourself a beer from the fridge (laughs) (laughs) cookies and cream Ah, Christ. Stay with the cool kids here. Be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there. Sports Social Podcast Network.